sing. <laughs> Is that 1920s wheelie? Yeah. I'm gonna rub you out, see? <laughs> Ryan, that was the most Seth Rogen esque laugh I've ever I heard was you like, do. Sitting here thinking about it, I'm like, that sounded like a real pocket laugh. <laughs> Speaking of which, I watched The Disaster Artist recently. Changing your pants. No, I'm taking them off. I had them off the whole time. Remember, you oh. rubbed my leg. Well, that's right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. This is episode 67, which means we're going to be covering from the 66.01 to the 67-minute mark. This is your host, Aaron. Everybody, good day. And with me are the 100-year freeze and hardened O-rings to my ignition-induced stressed-out booster casings. That's right, oh everyone. It's Shuttle Disaster Week here Is this at the a Challenger <laughs> reference. Wow. That's. I don't like it. I'm Ryan. People died. Um, I. I was one of the few kids. I don't think I. I don't think we watched it in class like so many other people did. But I remember the day it happened. We were at East Elementary. Do you remember watching it? Uh, I remember. I don't know because I've seen it so many times. I can't uh, remember the first time I saw it. I think you're right, Caleb. We all went to the same elementary school. That is how long our friendship, friendship. dates. And uh, I recall it was second grade. When and did... I, we were supposed to watch it. Yeah. And I'm guessing that what they did. I'm guessing what our school did. To, in case something bad happened, maybe they were recording no it, and way. then they were going to bring us... Because we were supposed to watch it. I remember coming back in from recess, and my teacher, Mrs. <clears throat> Thames, she Why? said in front of the class, she was like, I'm sorry, class, the Challenger has... Uh, was it, it exploded upon launch. <laughs> now, when did... So when did this movie come out in relation to the Challenger? Because I think Challenger uh, tragedy was in 86. I believe it was, wasn't it? I okay, guess they wouldn't gonna, have been that far behind each other. Oh, let's then. find out. You brought it up. <laughs> well, I didn't do that research. <laughs> okay. Why, why the Challenger again? Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like something inspired it. I think I was just thinking about pop cultural things from our youth. and that. I don't know up. if I would consider... I don't know if I consider it. Well, there's uh, there is spaceships involved here in the episode, I guess. Okay, so there are some the ships Challenger, about to launch. The Challenger exploded on January twenty eighth, nineteen eighty six. So this predates it by a couple months, but so the release which, of this which, movie, which helped uh, contribute to its uh, its demise, the January date and the, well, the fact that it was a hundred years. Oh, it's days. true. It's true because the the that was how I got the reference of the the rings. That yeah, they, they were some. Um, seals that uh, froze and and failed, and that's why the Challenger. There were um, actually it was a an engineering issue with the shuttle that it dated back as far back as they'd been using it, but that essentially but essentially the O rings always accounted for yeah. that issue of letting some of the gases intermix. But because it was colder than it normally would be, the O rings didn't swell up and yeah. seal the area off. And seven people died. Yeah, it was a con. As with all disasters, it was a confluence of a lot of ha- things had to go wrong all at once. 
All right, well, we're kicking it off. Which is really just a sad way to introduce the episode, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ, which is also not a, a happy episode. Wow. So, so. God damn. <laughs> so let's kick that right All into right. the last episode recap with the dance party that goes all <laughs> night long. To all the night? Tune, to the tune of Black Eyed Peas, I Got a Feeling. Grimlock got to first base with a lonely junkie on, and the junkions reveal the television-inspired story behind their speaking style right what, before what? performing a full-on resurrection. Right before our very eyes, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot different than the seven lost souls upon the, the challenger. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand why you want to keep bringing this up. It was really more I was going to, I wanted to get into where Caleb went as a kid. I mean, it's still a sad thing. I just couldn't remember if you guys remember actually... Being there or watching. I remember watching it, but it. again, it's yeah. I remember it being discussed <laughs> at school. I don't remember watching it at school. And I don't remember it being discussed at school, except in the aftermath. I can just see the responses to this on Twitter. God damn, guys, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm. Yeah. That's how I feel. If we could only listeners, I am with you. If we could only get responses via Twitter, <laughs> that would be great. We're just like bad kids in school. We don't mean to be bad, but we have to do something for a reaction. Oh, we're acting out for attention now. It's like we're shock jocks. <laughs> How about that challenger explosion, everybody? Mm. So at the top of our minute, Ultra Magnus gets up, and uh, people are pretty delighted that uh, that he's still around. You hear scream, he's alive. And uh, Ultra Magnus seems also both shocked and pleased, equally happy to find that his companion sparks are still shining bright. Mm-hmm. You're all alive. There. <laughs> Good job. Well, yeah, he's like staying. I always like, thought that was a weird why response. Why would he say that? I think because unlike I, the Challenger disaster. Stop it. You're stop it. <laughs> Um, I think that the reason that he is that reaction is that, um, as we saw like weeks and weeks ago, whenever he sealed that like cave where they were in there um, and yeah. faced uh, Galvatron on his right. own, he expected to die. But he was also, I think, in his the way he reacted, afraid yeah. that they were going to die as well. Sure. Like, yeah, he was doing. They were doing as much as they possibly could to save them, but mm-hmm. he still probably thought that he thought it was a hopeless cause. I think, yeah. I mean, it's almost as if they should have had some little tiny replicas of <laughs> some clones. Also, by the way, that does not come back in the script. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Hot Rod, okay, solemnly uh, at this point, the Matrix and Ultra Magnus is basically like it's gone and cups and with it. All hope, and Hot Rod says, no! I feel like Hot Rod's reaction, like where she says, the Matrix, the Matrix, I feel like it's a little accusatory. It's you just, think so? Yeah, I didn't pick the, that up. the tone that he says it like with. the it just, Matrix, it just, Ultra Magnus, what did you do with it? Yeah, like, it felt a little shitty, like he's like, hey, the Matrix? Hello, where well, he is wasn't it? wasn't there. However, he probably did just see Ultra Magnus's chest close, whole, unfilled. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Matrix, Matrix hole empty. <laughs> um, Hot Rod says no, and Galvatron RC 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 says Galvatron has it. Hot Rod, where is Galvatron? Where is he? And Rickgar says in his best game show voice, and the answer is Unicron. Why would he know that? 
Um, I he knows that, and because they've been watching this whole thing unfold, and then Galvatron essentially is robot explaining okay. that he's going to go take the Matrix to make Gal- uh, Unicron his bitch. That has so to I be think the only Rekar reason. Okay. It. That is a good explanation. I was going to see how does everybody seem to know who Unicron is except yeah. the Autobots, but I guess they could have overheard that. True, they don't know who or what Unicron exactly. is. They, did, yeah. they just know that gotcha. Galvatron said. But Hot Rod and Cup do know who Unicron is now. Thanks to our friendly dead Lithonian. Mm-hmm. Credits! Who can't say where your Never forget. <laughs> Challenger. Hot Rod at this point says, then we've got to destroy Unicron. Which, that seems like a huge leap. These guys still really don't know the nature of Unicron or who he really is. Yeah. Um, Hot Rod is only acting on a hunch really from earlier in the movie. You'll recall he was like, maybe the Matrix can stop it. And besides, what do you know about it, lad? (laughs) What he should have said was, we need to go to Unicron and get it back from, from Galvatron. Galvatron. And then if we have time, maybe we'll destroy <laughs> Although Unicron. Although Ultra Magnus has also already said uh, this new threat is more than all the Decepticons put together. So, yeah, again, um, again, conjecture. Just, I mean, he's right, but it's still just It's very convoluted. It it's almost like this movie doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, Retgar steps up to give another speech. Yes, friends, act now. Destroy Unicron. Kill the Grand Poobah. Eliminate even the toughest stains. And um, I tried to research this uh, I did too. junk speech, and maybe you found more than I did. I, I know I heard that eliminate t- the toughest stains on commercials as a kid, but Transformers the movie is the only thing that came Absolutely. up whenever I we'll tried s- to look it up. Yeah, we'll start with that last one, because I know I've heard that too, and I tried to Google it, and I got fucking nothing. But, like, I did. the only thing I stumbled across was... <laughs> I went down a rabbit hole of this old chestnut of Ring Around the Collar, which was from Risk. Right. Uh, wi- wi- risk. Whisk over mm-hmm. a three-decade, like, but I know I've heard eliminates even the toughest stains, unless I'm conflating it with this movie. Sure, possibly. But I feel like I've heard that in a laundry detergent commercial. I swear to God, I feel the same way. I, I yeah. remember it. It's a thing. It existed but Are we in the Mandela effect? I was, I was yeah, trying I to do that, is. like this SO thing where we found. I was going to find a commercial and be like, mm-hmm. "Here's the original." It was tied, everybody. Yep. Apparently, it yeah. Wasn't. I know. I was, I was so up, dumbfounded. I was looking up laundry detergent commercial jingles, and I couldn't find anything. But um, so then, at this point, well, uh, the act now is just like that's just a callback, I think, to offer expires while you wait, like a salesman's mm-hmm. false sense of urgency. Kill the grand poobah. I mean, the Grand Poobah, actually, this was interesting to me. The term Grand Poobah originates with Gilbert and Sullivan's 1885 comic opera, The Mikado. Oh, I, I just always thought it was from Flintstones. Yeah, and then it was. From, that's why it's best known as Flintstones, the leader of the loyal order of water buffaloes. But also... I'll never forget that time Barney was like, Kill the Grand Poobah, <laughs> Fred. Eliminate even the toughest stains, Bond. None of that happened. Um, but also, the Grand Poobah, or Grand Poobah is an American rapper, best known as a member of Brand Nubian. That sounds like something Aaron should have known. Yeah. I feel like that, too. I Way thought to, you would have known that name. Way to have a heads up on me there, Ryan. Good job, Ryan. I looked it up a little bit. It's a group that started in 89 and kind of still exists, but kind of doesn't. As most that existed in 89. Yeah, yeah. Are. So at that point, Retgar, he um, kind of gets up and walks towards a big heaping pile of metal wreckage, and he hits three large buttons, and while he's doing that, he, deliver, he delivers some more lines. 
No fuss, no muss, hurry, hurry, hurry. Sale must end. Rush right down and test drive the latest model with no obligation. And those buttons light up to the touch, and then he says, New improved Junkie on Planet is sleek, sexy import with turbo handling. So then, lifting slowly from underneath the vast wasteland, a craft emerges. It's not a pretty ship, but it is a ship. (laughs) (laughs) That's a ship? So, uh, you may have... I'm hoping, Ryan, when we get to script deviations, you have more on this, because he refers to the Junkie on Planet as a ship at this point. In my versions, it doesn't really mention it, but uh, he doesn't refer to the ship. He refers to the planet as a ship. I do have information on this, and it is all is not in my script, but is in my research. Okay. Um, well, then let's go. Because even as a kid, I thought that was a weird line, why he says, new improved junkie on planet. And the reason is, and this is not in my script, apparently not in your script. I don't know what script it is, but according to the TF Wiki, Originally, the Junkie on planet itself was supposed to be the ship. So the, there was not a ship. The planet itself had oh. thrusters, and that's why he refers to new improved Junkie on planet with turbo handling, because they steer the actual planet, which fucking completely alleviates why it's not a sphere and why it's not... Yeah. Like, that. Total, it looks, actually, if you look back, kind of looks like the Junkie on ship. It would make good sense for them to actually stick with that. Yeah. Well... <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> The, the script went through some drafts. Yeah, sure. Before it ended up on screen. Right. You'd think that they would have caught that before they got Eric Idle into a fucking recording booth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. You would you would imagine. I that, mean, to me, is one of the more egregious, like, even more so than the way they handled the Ultra Magnus drawn quartering scene. But I do think that, low, like, moving away from Junkion itself being a uh, like a, um, a ship, the Junkion ship that rises out of the rubble here, I love how, same way of, like, Star Trek, every, like, sub-race or, 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 like, planet has its own style of ship. Yeah. They're all very different. It's recognizable. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that, I think that's really cool. You always know who they are when they uh, exactly. get up on so, the scene. I did a little research on that. Oh. And, uh... The Junkion ship actually has a name. I did this research, too. Go ahead. Oh, okay. It is called the Minnow. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't actually given an official name until about 20 years after the movie, to be fair. In a compendium called Transformers The Complete Arc, uh, it was named, and it is definitely a Gilligan's Isle reference. It is. Would you like me to sing the song that is on the Transformers <laughs> wiki? <laughs> Please do. Why not? Well, we can cut it out. But like the, the in the same way as you enjoy that the wheelie uh, entry on TF Wiki, Aaron is told in rhyming. Mm-hmm. Um, the almost entire entry for the uh, minnow for the Junkie on ship is told in the Gilligan's Island song. In in uh, reverence to our listeners who may enjoy uh, Caleb's uh, wheelie impression, should we have? Uh, Wheelie sing the. the, the do you song? know the Gilligan's Island theme? Yes. Or, or, okay. Or, or, it, it, some <laughs> of it gets a little clunky. Well, it's really big. Yeah, I. Yeah. You want me to do this in Wheelie's voice? Oh, God. <clears throat> okay, here we go. <clears throat> Hunker down, everybody. I'm sorry for what's about to happen. <clears throat> All right. Just sit right back and you'll read a tale, a tale of a mighty ship that launched from good old planet Junk straight into Unicron's grip. When Junk Young allies did make, they gave a rousing hurrah. And launch the minnow straight away to kill the Grand Poobah. To kill the Grand Poobah. At Cybertron arrived, they did. Flame breath it couldn't avoid. 
If not for the repair skills of the fearless crew, the men will be destroyed. The men will be destroyed. <laughs> they fought the Chaos Bringer for as long as they could fight with Rekar, Ultra Magnus 2, Perceptor, perhaps Blur, maybe Wheelie, and the rest before Unicron crushed it to scrap. <laughs> How's that? Well done. You did that better than I could have. <laughs> Good job, person well who done, wrote Caleb. that. I am a musician. And Caleb. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I figured he could mess with the rhythm. A it was bit. actually <laughs> way better. Like, especially that last verse. I was having problems with it. I was practicing it last per night. Perceptor. <laughs> and the rest. Uh, the ship lifts up from the junk. We've got Daniel. In awe. Mm -hmm. They've got Hot Rod and Cup. They look at each other. They nod and smile. And uh, the ship continues to lift upward from as tons of loose refuse fall from it. It reaches its apex, ready for boarding. Great animation on Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Uh, again, just that kind of, like, the, they're really good at doing junk falling off of It's junk. crazy. It's like a, a lot of work. Retgar, uh, he kind of leads the pack towards the ship's entrance here. There's there go. Look at hundreds all. of oh, fucking yeah. junk. This is, all, this is definitely and understandably where they loop animation. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it, and very, like, it's like, I mean, there's probably like two frames <laughs> yes. that they yes, use. Because yes. It's just, it, yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the greatest. But uh, so they're all running. They board the chip. The chip. And uh, they're all chanting, yeah, destroy Unicron, kill the Grand Poobah, eliminate yeah, even go, the toughest stains. And that is where the minute I'm excited, dude. Ends. They're doing it, man. And uh, guys, uh, what do you think? Uh, this, this, this thing's what about you to kick into <clears throat> triple high gear. I know. Rip deviations. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So uh, my deviation, I'm gonna. This is Aaron speaking. I'm gonna go ahead and go first. Ryan will tip pick up. Has uh, in my version of the script, Hot Rod has a bit more inspiration to his speech than he does in this one. Um, in this one, um, uh, he says what he says, and Cup says, "With the Matrix gone, all hope is gone." And Hot Rod says, "No." The Matrix will not fail us. And RC's like, "Didn't you hear Ultra Magnus? We don't have it anymore." Galvatron does. And Hot Rod says, Then we've got to trust in ourselves, and no matter what the odds, destroy Unicron. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's pretty good actually. Yeah, they cut he, that down, he, huh? Yeah, they, I think I feel like that would have given a I feel like they should have like, yeah, we talked in the, we talked in the last episode about how it doesn't really feel like I mean, we've picked up on it in a minute-by-minute minute fashion, feel like he's up. but it doesn't feel like he's stepping up as much as he should to really maintain a leadership mantle or get a... But in, that's, that that's a pretty good... In the movie, uh, from the moment Hot Rod says, we've got to destroy Unicron, basically the movie progresses, the Junkions unveil the ship, and they all just shove off. Mm -hmm. In the script, there's a bit of debate. Like, once the, Hot Rod starts talking about, well, we're going to kill Unicron, the people are like, well, how are we going to do that? You know, we don't even have a ship. Uh, which is that's at the point in which the Junkions reveal their ship, and um, just a slight differential in the Junkion quote: "Kill the Grand Poobah," and instead of eliminate the toughest stain, they say "flush cosmic troubles down the drain." It makes more sense. Did he say one point? We've got trouble down the drain. Nope. <laughs> I swear that's that that at some point. Nope. I said. Nope. That's not a line. <laughs> okay. I believe you. 
<laughs> I swear. I, I don't believe think you. you do believe me based on your frantic <laughs> typing into your phone. <laughs> Ryan, what have you got going on? All right. This is pretty different, and I don't like... In your script, I like the way they do the hot rod transition to leadership. They kind of do this here, too, in the earlier version, but I do not like it. Um, so Ultra Magnus is alive, and uh, he uh, stands up. All, everybody's cheering, and Rekgar says... <laughs> this is the weird point where Rekgar says... Now I, Rekgar, say, friends, want to go fight Decepticons? Yes, Junkions, see how they do to good guys, so Junkions fight Decepticons too. Flush troubles away! Which <laughs> is, okay. Um, so now they know who the Decepticons are. I guess. Agree with the Autobot take on their conflict and have decided to just, I mean, which is basically what happens. But. Mm-hmm. And then um, Springer says, well, let's get going to Ultra Magnus. What are your orders? Ultra Magnus, a beat, lowers his head. I'm not fit to lead. Without Optimus's spark, I'm just a soldier. That's right. At this point, the Matrix is, is the little tiny Optimus spark. And Cup says, well, we can't stand here and debate. Somebody must assume command. Springer? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and then uh, Hot Rod steps out before Springer can answer. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> and then Hot Rod says, the Decepticons were sending Earth energy to an unknown point in space. Which, remember, now yeah, in the right. script, they're str- he's sucking it There's up like through a cosmic straw. There's like some sort of machine straw. probably implanted in Earth that's shooting mm-hmm. Earth energy to Unicron. And he okay. says, which is where we were headed until our party was split up. I say we pick up where we left off and pull the plug on the Decepticons once and for all. Autobots, forward. What? So he does not. I said it in a weird way, but Autobots forward. I was trying to make it sound. So Autobots for word. <laughs> yeah. Juggions and Dinobots Shatner. take up the cheering and repeat forward as Hot Rod gets a handshake from Springer and a pat on the back from Ultra Magnus. Boy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then Cup puts his hand on Hot Rod's shoulder and says, "You've grown, lad." And Hot Rod says, "I know." And then Riley, imitating Cup affectionately. Reminds me of the time the Carbon Wolves attacked me and my party at the Crystal Caverns of Zumba. Zumba? Zumba. Like the the workout routine? Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) And the cup cup reacts in roars of laughter and shouts forward. And we pull off to a long shot of the Autobots and Junkions boarding the cruisers and taking off. Okay. So... In an episode in the third season, oh my god, okay, the Killing Jar, where Ultra Magnus, Cyclonus, Marissa Fairborn, and Retgar are captured by a Quintesson scientist for experiments, Retgar does say, "Away go troubles down the drain." How do you remember a obscure episode of that show? You're talking to the guy that remembers the Rocky Bonk thing. I guess, but like you. Okay. I, is it? Am I not? But I mean, I guess that's just okay. All right, fair enough. I thought you meant it was in the movie. I thought it was too. Okay, but I was wrong. It was in an episode. That's impressive. All right, I'll give it that to you. Pretty well done. I'm not well trying. Done. To, I'm not trying to be impress anybody. I just for some reason I remember. <laughs> no, we're going to give it to you, and, and you're going to take it. Okay, I'll take it. I'm glad you brought it around. Nice. Right. Well done. I'm just making sure I'm not crazy. That's yep. all. Good job. And you probably saved us from no comments about how we were wrong. <laughs> It's very likely. <laughs> well, we were right. They would have been like, no, Caleb was right, too. But they, yeah. right. But you guys were right in that it's not in the movie. But they did recycle that phrase. They did. For another episode. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Absolutely. All right. So in your version of the script, Ryan. Yeah. They, uh, is, Junkion is still not a ship. 
Correct. It's an, I couldn't find a version of the script where it is a ship, but like it makes sense. And I didn't like try to track backtrack all the TF Wiki references, mm-hmm. but like it makes sense in yeah because that line does not make sense in context of the movie, but only makes sense if Junkion is a so ship. It's weird that it's something from so old in the development that it survived all the way to animation, or was in a script that like they was a, was one version that they rewrote again or something. I think I read somewhere that maybe in the Transformers the movie the comic book that the version of the script they based that off of Junkion becomes a With ship a planet flies or is a ship. Hmm. But it'd be it, it's interesting that that I mean that had to have been a later version of the script certainly yeah. not the version Absolutely. that you're working from had to be and uh, but yet that element still remained on that version. I would like to. I mean, unless Mike Seibert, if you are listening, yeah. you obviously have the Transformers the movie comic books. Uh, perhaps it's you true. can call and send us the visual. Yeah, like uh, if, yeah, please uh, uh, screenshot that page where they talk where they uh, escape Junkion. Do they use the ship, or is it, uh, or do they use the planet, or is it a ship? I would like to think that the, if that the planet Junkion, if it was a ship, would transform into a giant garbage truck and fly through space, like, like Rekgar in Transformers animated. Mm-hmm. I was not aware of that. I dare to be stupid. He transforms into a garbage truck? Yep. Oh, I'll be darned. Well, wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, it's getting chilly. Who are you going to call? What? <laughs> <laughs> right, so, okay, we can... I'm the ghost of the iconic moment. <laughs> you know one of these uh, days. Do you have an iconic moment? Caleb? Carter? Uh, <laughs> we don't have anything on screen, so he can't say what the iconic uh, moment is. Robots. <laughs> immediately. Shelves. When they're all running to the ship. Oh, that last scene we saw. Okay, yeah. No, that's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. They're all running to the wrong ship. They're running to the. Uh, they're running to ship. both. The, oh. the 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 Junkion ship is uh, in this in this. We're looking at the last frame. The Junkion ship is beyond the Quintesson ship. Yeah. I got you. Cool. That was my iconic moment. Great. What's yours, there Ryan? I didn't have one. <laughs> Aaron, I don't know how iconic. I'm it trying is. to take control of the situation. Aaron, what was your iconic moment? I don't know how iconic it is, but the uh, the movie really seems to make a big deal out of the reveal of the Junkion ship. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess yep. that's yep. 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 almost like it was gonna be a planet <laughs> that was a ship, and then we oh nope, just a ship coming out of the wreck and right. just, a, just a little penis coming out of that fat mm. junky on body. It's getting penetrated and erect all over the place. Yeah, there's like um, oops, sorry. <laughs> what was that? That was I dropped a ruler. But, yeah, but it is weird. It is weird to think about it. Like there's one ship that like penetrates it, and there's another ship that like just like it like, gets erect out of mm-hmm. it. It's there are a I'm lot surprised of we didn't make a wreck dick of, jokes. I that was, was trying. A opportunity. I felt it was like really low hanging fruit. Uh, okay, <laughs> you're too much of an artist. For yeah, I don't want to work so low. <laughs> I mean, I, this is highbrow humor, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Autopod to Subcast after dark. <laughs> Come on. I don't know, but I know that if it, I would rather you put it at the beginning. No, they're too long. Because oh. I don't want it to, f- I don't want to be like, mm, bookended by procedures. <laughs> bro sales, bro sales. <laughs> I do like, like how everyone comments about that. Because uh, it is unsettling. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 uh. The only it, place it belongs is at the end. I understand, but, God. 
damn, I hear Ryan talk about that kind of stuff, and then my son chimes in production <laughs> tag. <sighs> Maybe it's just because I don't have a biological connection, but it doesn't bother me one oh, bit. Of course no, not. Me neither. No, it makes sense that it wouldn't. <laughs> I, I understand why you aren't as disturbed by it as I am. Uh, how old do you think he? Do you think he'll ever listen to these episodes? Uh, Maybe if you die prematurely, he would. I don't think <laughs> to get to know. You know, might, what his dad was all about. He might check him out someday, but I don't. Does know. Does he care about Transformers at all? No. Hmm. I would see this. I've thought about this before too. Of like, if my dad had like a show, like a radio show, or even like he made like a like a home movie or something, I'd be like, I definitely want to see that. So it'd be hard for me to imagine like as somebody. Who is a child growing up now with all this like media, media out there where their There's parents so can just put it out there? I'm like, does it make you want to check it out, or does it make it like, ugh? Yeah, I mean, it. Harrison my dad's doing a podcast. Right. Harrison makes his own like YouTube videos and sure. stuff, and so I, I, I don't think it's quite as it would be quite as special to him as it would be back in the day where it's that's like, true. It's a unique. It would be a more unique thing in the past for somebody to. Do something like this. That's true because you have less examples. Like you, you, there's right. not ubiquitous examples of your father from age like twenty to. Yeah, I, 60. I don't think if I was in his position that I would listen to all of them. But it would be fascinating to listen to parts of them to hear, to hear his dad from a long time ago. Yeah, maybe our clip show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I. I mean, it would be interesting to to have it as a kind of a. Historical mm-hmm. artifact. That's oh, kind of yeah. Dad's that's my perspective. Recording all these years ago and interesting and yeah. It I, is. I wouldn't approach it the same way as other people would. For the sake of Transformers, he would be approaching sure. it to hear his dad. And there's a chance, obviously, that he would stumble upon an, uh, uh, an after dark, and I'm sure that he would probably <laughs> oh, be, yeah. be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but now, thankfully, we've had this conversation on record, and he'll be like, "Oh, okay, Dad wasn't cool with that." Yeah, uh, it, that's assuming he hears this one particular part. Mm-hmm. But I, I Hello, know. Harrison from the future. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about him hearing it. I'd rather him not hear it now. Um, what age? Thirteen. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like I'm crazy? Sixteen, still a tender teen. What is that? <laughs> you guys have just have no idea. You guys are fucking clueless. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like I remember what I was doing at like fourteen and fifteen. I'm like, this is pretty mild comparatively. I'm sure he'll. I would. I don't know. I I can't really say draw a line when I would have him listen to it, but probably when he's in high school or yeah. All right, I'll put it on my calendar. Thanks. If you die tragically, I'll definitely be like, I'll give him a link to the Dude, just Ryan's just going to do a mashup of Autopod After Dark and just send it to him. <laughs> I'm not even in it. <laughs> Actually, at your funeral, I'm going to go up to him. I'm just going to give him a, like, a business card with very nicely I like printed. how you're assuming I'm going to die before it, you are. Yeah, you have right, brought right, this yeah. up six times. So yeah, let me, let me get this out. Let me just get this out. So I'm going to give him a business card, and it's going to be a plain white business card in, in very tasteful font. It's going to say www.autopoddeceptacast.com, and I'm going to hand it to him in the in the uh, Chinese, Chinese fashion yes. with two hands, and he will accept it, and he will bow, and then I will say to him, please rate, and so comment, and subscribe. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Good job, sir. <laughs> Next time on the Autopod Decepticals. 
Our Autobot pals take off to confront this Unicron character that nobody really knows anything about. Mm -hmm. And we rejoin Galvatron and Unicron, who are surely to have yet another productive business meeting. (laughs) Just kidding. Actually, we will see that Galvatron underestimates Unicron. I'm excited for the next minute. It's well drawn as well. Oh yeah, There's it's some great. Very beautiful animated. Caleb knows on the horizon. Yep, uh, yep, know all about what's coming up. <laughs> so thanks everybody for listening. We're uh, on that iTunes, aka Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn. They're on our social media: Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of them at @apodcast. And children of the future, please rate and subscribe (laughs) and leave us a review. And don't forget the web presence. Oh, absolutely. Autopoddecepticast.com. If you subscribe and shit. Ryan, are you going to put up some video of the Challenger explosion on it? (laughs) I guess I have to. Uh, God damn it. I forgot that we brought it uh, in that way. um, Maybe some diagrams of how the O-rings failed. I will also put up some some of the more amusing whisk ring around the collar commercials I came across. And if anybody can find the Mandela effect situation where Aaron and I remember eliminates even the toughest stains... Please let us know. Yeah, or if you just know what that reference. Absolutely. Com- is it just from, from this t- this movie? I don't know. All right. Well, this is a pretty good one. Bye, everybody. Yeah. All right. <laughs> bye, I have a, uh, there's a Chinese director of, of our overseas, like, we have a partner, uh, there's a company that we partner with over in China that helps basically with all the, uh, cargo consolidations, getting them on the, on the, you know, off the Chinese mainland, so I'm trying to brush up on my, uh, uh, China, Chinese business etiquette when meeting him, and yes. there's some interesting ones. The Chinese dislike being touched by strangers. I think that should be a rule for everybody. (laughs) Do not touch, hug, lock arms, back slap, or make any body contact. So, clicking fingers or whistling is considered very rude. Um, (laughs) This is going to be weird, but I'm going to take my pants off. Let's see. I'm super hot. So, so never put your feet on a desk or a chair. Well, that's... Never gesture or pass an object with your feet. Whoa. <laughs> uh, How is this coming Daniel Day-Lewis, you're not going to make it in the Chinese business world. Is a cobbler? Blowing one's nose in a handkerchief. <laughs> my left foot. Oh. oh. He was a cobbler for a while. Uh, never, let's see, uh, to beckon a Chinese person, face the palm of your hand downward and move your fingers in a scratching motion. As, a, as opposed to the so opposite. Doing like this. You know, never use your index finger to beckon anyone. Sucking mm. air in quickly and loudly <laughs> through lips and teeth expresses distress or surprise at a proposed request. <laughs> Attempt to change your request. Attempt to change your request, allowing the Chinese to save face. Chinese point with an open hand. Never point with your index finger. Hmm. Over here. Over there. I see one over there. Uh, here's the here's the here's the card translation etiquette. 
They're exchanged upon meeting. It's best to stand up when you're exchanging. Before presenting your Asian business card, you should, well, why do I? I don't have an Asian business card. You should make sure that it is clean. <laughs> when <laughs> don't pre- let Aaron handle it. When, pre- <laughs> when presenting your Chinese business card, mm-hmm. make sure that you hold it Chinese side up. I get what they're saying now. <clears throat> uh, facing your contact so that he or she can read it. Assuming, the translation. If I had a translated version, if yeah. not, I'd do this. Uh, exchange business cards one by one, individual to individual, and use both hands where practical. Chinese translated business cards are always exchanged and should be done so with two hands as a sign of respect. Chinese business cards represent the person to whom you are being introduced. So it's polite to study the card for a while and then put it on the table next to you or in a business card case. Or as I did, like flip it over my shoulder. <laughs> Whimsically. International incidentally. It's a big country. That's only in certain regions. Oh, never distribute or toss your Asian business card <laughs> in a manner similar to pl- dealing playing cards. There you go. All right, sorry. I mean, this is fascinating to me. Do not put the card in your back trouser pocket. And warm. Yeah, so anyway. Do not look at Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Do not, ta- do not taunt a, a, a happy... Super happy fun ball. Happy, yeah. <laughs> Shall we watch the next minute, John? Let's do it. You know, I was thinking you're wearing Beats, Caleb, and I thought of this the other day, and this must have been done, is somebody who just made a like a thing where you're just holding up Beats to your ears, the vegetable. Like the vegetable? That's pretty That's funny. That's got to be done already. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I like it. If, I got my new Beats by Dre. If it, if it hasn't been done, if it hasn't been done. Nobody steal that. <laughs> it's okay, sweet boy. <laughs> oh, sweet bumblebee. Boy. In, Chinese cus- in Chinese culture, it's not good to touch people, okay? Ah, Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. But I know him. Ah. <laughs> you can touch me well, if you okay, want to. Really quick. my fr- I had a friend that I worked with in St. Louis who went to Korea for a while. And he said that there was a friend of his, that um, a guy that he met. And they're apparently, and I, I could be so wrong about this. Apparently in Korea, they're very touchy-feely. And he said he was... He was drinking a beer with this guy that he met from Korea, and the Korea guy like just put it, kept rubbing his hand on the on, on my friend's thigh, like up and down, like like this the whole time. That might Ooh. be the Korean version of like a back slap, perhaps. I mean, he could have been hitting on him, but I maybe the, the impression was it was just like. <laughs> there's no there's no easy way out of right, this. So yeah, let's, let's just let's see. cut let's cut that all. Let's out. just see. Hang on. I think I'll just tack it on the end of the Sorry, Korean the Chinese leg talk. rub greeting. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings in Korean. I feel like Korean. you're not going to get a hit on that. No, I don't think so. Brussels, Brussels, where we sell good.